Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Live. I'm Flesh Wound Dan. Producer Todd will be along in a bit. He had an incident last night with a sparkler and his anus and required stitches. So, uh, yeah, that's Mike Kruger. You know I'm just going to come on and say, tell you to fuck off, right, Dad? Hi, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck around. Dan, stop being a jabroni. Thank you. All right. Welcome Good show, guys. Hello, all. I'll be back. Mike Kruger. Yeah, welcome to primetime, bitch. And Pugs Dread. Namaste. Howdy, y'all. The returning Pugs Dread, right? Came back last week, and you Came were back. back. Last week. Yes. But yes. But this is like almost a show proper, but now Todd's gone. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Half gone. Half gone. It'll be back. You can never uh, get the band completely back together. It's one day. <laughs> well, you've been inflicting real horror upon people this uh, past week, Kruger. Possibly. You, uh, um, if you yeah. want to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash features, may see me uh, beat up a uh, pretty hot XPW superstar on our uh, Patreon account. But uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Um, fucking very, actually, like, for the first, like, no kayfabe for the first time in probably about six years. I'm happy with my matches. So that was a, a, bi- a, a big uh, a big win for me and had a lot of fun. Just overall, that fucking show from top to bottom, I thought it was really good. And it just, it brought me, it brought me back, man. Um, it brought me back to the old UEW days. I was telling them. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was telling Juan uh, in the uh, from Smoke Signals in the back. I was just like, you know, you were never here for the UEW days, but right now, this moment, this night, is the closest I feel like we've been since we left the arena show, which was really nice. And mm-hmm. I had a great time, great match uh, with Judge Joe Dredd. Can't wait for uh, that to be up on IWTV. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. But if you want a little sneak preview. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon and see some bloodshed. Yes, yes. Um, barbed wire, gusset plates, glass. Uh, Pit of hell. <laughs> Pit of hell, yes, yes. I actually uh, got cut in your match, Kruger. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. I, it was a, a piece of gla- uh, tube that came up. It was me wiping it off that like, I cut. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny because uh, we were uh, working gimmicks beforehand, and I was trying, you know, to grind some glass up and shit. And I was all cut the fuck up after, and Danielle had to run to the back and wipe me down with wipes before my match because I was fucking bleeding. She ran and told us, she's like, Cruz already got color. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was just, it was a great night. I can't wait for everybody to just see the show as a whole because I thought it was really fucking fun. Really great, hot crowd. And uh, yeah, yeah CCW is doing some great stuff. You know, XPW definitely is probably like the pinnacle when it comes to deathmatch wrestling in Los Angeles, California. But Crimson Crown Wrestling's right up there with them. And uh, I can't wait for their next show. I don't know when, they, I, I think Kyle said maybe October for the next one. Um, so. I'm very okay. much looking forward to that and just, yeah, dude, it's nice to fucking actually be happy with your work for the first time in fucking six years. So I, I was, uh, I, I was thrilled. It's definitely one of the highlights of my, uh, whole wrestling career that night. 
not only because of that, but because my boys won the tag belts too. So we 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 got to come home on a on a really good high note. It was a good car ride back. With your phone and all. Yeah. Yeah, dude. dude, I was so fucked up after whatever the fuck is are in those edibles that Mr. Fucking producer gives us. That (laughs) shit fucked me up. And I had smoked a blunt right beforehand. So like I was zonked out of my fucking brain by the time we were fucking leaving. And I had left my phone and my fucking jacket. But luckily Pugs and Sage chased me down beforehand. So yeah. Sage did it first with the jacket, and I was like, "Oh, that's good." She caught him, and I looked down at the table. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> now my fat ass has to run. <laughs> you know, I can't say it was your match for sure, but I got cut when you won your death match trophy. It, I think I told the story way back, but I was sitting, you know, just at the arena, glass shit all yeah. over the place as you'd expect, and all of a sudden I look, and I'm like, I feel something running down my leg. I'm like. Did I piss myself? What's going on? <laughs> I got like a tack in my ass cheek. Nice. Oh, the Menendez father <laughs> special. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could ask uh, you could ask Pugs when I went to the went to Supreme's memorial show. I was sitting in the front row and just I just randomly got cut by a piece of glass and was bleeding all over the place. Yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anywhere. It, yeah, it, it, it happens. I mean, it, yeah. You know, there's a reason why people wear those little visors in the front row. Pussies. Uh, yeah, you. I remember. Uh, this was years ago, but uh, it was like a mom that was taking her kids to a wrestling show, and uh, it was you know death match, and they were brawling through the crowd, and one of the guys like brushed right up against her and just blood like just caked her little <laughs> sunflower dress and just the look on her face yeah. <laughs> like that's not real blood is it <laughs> like, <laughs> try getting it in your mouth fern owens what's up <laughs> that, see that's the funny thing uh with just like especially my uh recently like my girlfriend family and stuff and just people i've been talking to about what i do they're like well the blood's fake right and i'm like uh no like, really? I'm like, does it fucking look fake? <laughs> um, so yeah, the, uh, but uh, I mean, it could always be worse, dude. You could be that fucking guy that Necro Butcher threw uh, Dirty Ron on in the crowd. I mean, that's gotta be. <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking things I think I've ever seen in my life. Move it's, out the uh, way. Oh, you probably should have just lied and gone. I'll catch you. I'll catch you. depending i guess it depends on the family but uh yeah no great match you guys should definitely check it out i thought it uh came out fantastic and uh yes i just booked my ticket today so towards the end of august i will be back in in time for xpw genocide that'll be fun gonna be a lot of blood at that show as well i'm sure hopefully Tack free in my uh, my ass. Tack free in the ass. So. Boo. I'm gonna bring tack and just never, when you're not looking. Menendez brothers. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I don't know if we have any news really tonight. Uh, what's up, Punisher? Jessica Zombie, all in the chat tonight. What up, people, hope, every, 
Hope everybody had a good 4th of July. Still got uh, all your fingers, everybody? Hope so. Still have them. Then uh, uh, hello, Cliff, I suppose. Uh, so what did you guys do over 4th of July? Did you do anything um, I, special? Nothing crazy. I cooked up some burgers and hot dogs, fucking hung out with my girlfriend. Uh, we went to go see uh, the fireworks with uh, her dad and her uh, sister and her boyfriend. And then when we came back, we watched uh, Uncle Sam, which was nice. Oh. Which I was did fun because I I'm actually, I, yeah, I actually hadn't, I hadn't seen Uncle Sam. I got it mixed up with some other fucking weird slasher that involves somebody in Uncle Sam costume. I don't. Do you guys know what the other one is? I can't think. Maybe of it's called President's Day or some shit. Oh but... yeah, yeah, yeah. President's Day is a. Indie I don't know if I've seen that from the two thousands. Yeah, sure. I, I for whatever reason I got the two fucking mixed up. Mm. Um, but it was a nice treat to watch uh, Uncle Sam for the first time, especially being a big Bill Lustig fan. Uh, yeah. That was like I think I think that and Final Countdown are the only two movies that he's made that I haven't seen. Have you watched his Billy Bragg uh, adult films? Oh from... well, no. I, well, there you go. I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a pervert, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still Bill Lustig, man. Come on. He has uh, money off that. Yeah. Spinell might have been a stunt cock. <laughs> <laughs> see now, see now, now you're getting me to want to watch. Now we gotta go search, make sure. There's not uh, many people who I want to see their cock, but Joe Spinell maybe. We'll see what I think again. That Joe Spinell plush he might be packing. You never know. We'll see when it comes in the mail. <laughs> we can but. always add. We, we make the crotch bigger by sewing it. I wanted to watch Cape Fear this year, and I fucked up and completely forgot. So. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I've like been, I've been like shifting stuff in my library. So, yeah, I watched uh, the Uncle Sam 4K while I was doing that, and. Uh, Trying to get it so I can actually do the long-awaited movie tour that everybody wants. Ooh. It's hard. I can't. It's hard to explain. If you were here, it, you'd kind of get it. But you have like, a lot of shit. It's not that hard to explain. <laughs> yes, and Rose, where it's he has his own different. labyrinth. My own labyrinth pretty much describes it. Oh, Jessica was uh, at the Jersey Shore watching fireworks. Oh, nice. I was out that way one year around uh july 4th i believe and i do remember that's a pretty cool display uh from what i recall cliff booth never watched uncle sam that surprises me you should check it out man it, it like it, it's definitely a 90s <laughs> slasher it's but, no maniac, but it's fun. No, but it, but it's fun, and like it, it's fun in the same vein of like Ice Cream Man and fucking uh, the Dentist and the, the, those uh, early '90s slashers. They're they're like they're not at the peak of slasher, you know, royalty in my opinion, because you know the kills are a little bit lackluster. There's a lot of off-screen stuff, but. Bill Lustig's a hell of a fucking filmmaker, and he, he he killed it with that movie just like he did with everything. And, like, I always love his slashers because they just feel bigger budgeted with the stuff that he has going on. Like, the the whole beginning scene with Uncle Sam, the war shit going on was mm. really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a great time with that movie. It's definitely going to become a new Fourth of July staple for me. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's one, I can't say I've watched it like every year. It's not a Jack Frost situation, but of course, you've got a couple months to watch Christmas Horror. Fourth of July, you got to make sure you just get to it that night. But uh, yeah. I did get the 4K. I think that was a Hamilton book sale or something. I can't remember. Um, and I was like, ah, I got to break out this 4K. So I, I finally did. And uh, it was glorious. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I guess with uh, Zombie asks, which ice cream man do we like the most? Well, there's only one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's only one ice cream. Well, there's, um, but... so well, there's only Howard one. or the other guy. Unless you're talking about the William Forsythe Masters of Horror episode. I mean that 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 episode is great. I love that fucking one. But um, out of the two, if we're gonna if we're gonna compare, well, isn't there another clown fucking ice cream man slasher too that came out like mid two thousands? You know what I'm talking about? Clown had like orange makeup. I think there's Fuck. a lot of clown slashers. From yeah, but this is I think Zombie is talking about the one you were talking about. Nope, it, it's a '90s movie. I can't yeah. think of any right now. Ice cream man. Uh, no, yeah, I, I can't think of the other one. That era. I mean, I do love ice cream man. Fucking Clint Howard at, at his peak with uh, severed heads and cheese. ice cream goes. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking rad. You gotta see Street Corner Justice. He's only in the opening action sequence with Mark Singer, but it it like opens in a dumpster. He's in a dumpster with a prostitute, and he's like trying <laughs> to bite her nipple off. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> Dan's been there. Sounds good wild. to me. <laughs> yeah, I was. Funny you're, seeing you here, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Old Ted Bundy. Ah. <laughs> this dumpster's big enough for the both of us. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so, uh, yeah. I feel like I'm missing some other news bit. What up, Orc in the chat? Uh, oh, some. Oh. Yes, oh, go ahead, Kruger. Sorry. Oh no, I said that it's kind of been a light week when it comes to news stuff. Kind of a holiday. Yeah, Everyone's not a whole. Taking it easy. Yeah, not a whole lot. I do have a couple quick plugs though before we get into things. Uh, so you can catch me on S'mores and Doors. I want to say the eighth. I don't have an exact date, but it is uh, there is a link for it. Uh, S'mores and Doors, hosted by Garrett from Born to be Rad, and I will also be on that episode, so check that out. Also, Region Free is going to be back on the 13th. I think everybody will be satisfied with this one. It's going to be very uh, slasher-heavy, so you should all enjoy it. we got another surprise guest on that one, which has kind of been a theme. We've got something massive planned uh, coming into... October. Actually, we might have a couple surprise guests technically on this upcoming one. So check that out. Region free, season free. If you haven't uh, subscribed to the new channel yet, please do. And on that note, let's jump right into our movies for the evening. Our first one is a Shudder original from writer director Bomani J. Story, and it is The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. In this one, Vicaria is a brilliant teenager who believes death is a disease that can be cured. After the brutal murder of her brother, she embarks on a dangerous journey to bring him back <coughs> to life. All right, so Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. 
Um, so first off, I want to start with the good, which uh, number one, the lead actress, uh, Leia DeLeon Hayes is fantastic as Vicaria. Uh, I really enjoyed her. Very sympathetic. Um Walking Dead fans will recognize Chad Coleman as the father. Uh, also, the well, I can't really call him the lead villain, but the the head drug dealer uh, Denzel Whitaker, can't, who played Kango, is the son of Forrest Whitaker. Oh no, shit! Can, really? Kind of see. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you can, you can kind of see. Um, so this is a modern setting for the Mary Mary Shelley story, um, and Herbert Westside. <laughs> well, that's Jesus. there you go. That's a great title for a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I want a rap version of "Move Your Dead Bones" from uh, Beyond Reanimator. I don't know if you've ever seen that music video. It might be hard there. It's very like techno kind of thing uh it's very it's catchy do you want to know something crazy have it watch any of the reanimator sequels look really none of them are, i don't think any of them are as good as the original but they are definitely no. worth watching dude no i i heard bride's amazing i just i've never got around to it i love them all all three fucking great like i've seen bits of bride when it was on, I think it was on one of the movie channels back in the day. They used to fucking rerun it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I've never watched it like from start to finish. I need to get on that eventually. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't. That, that'll be a good <laughs> I'm down for a franchise show. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. It, it, was well, that remake any good? Or not the remake, but the other one? Which, which uh, one? Which other one? The, I the, the one without called. Jeffrey Combs. Uh, if you're talking the Ivan Zucon film, it's very different. Yeah, no, um, I know it's different, but is it? I might. I don't think I've seen this. Yes, but yeah, we'll we'll. I'll save my thoughts though, because that is actually a good. Yeah, that wouldn't short. be bad. That wouldn't be a bad idea to do. A ben Grimm, film. have you seen the Italian Reanimator remake? I have not. Excuse me. No. What's yeah? Yeah, it's I'm a little in. bit. It's a little more well, not obscure, but I think it's actually a BDR. I'd have to go double check. Um, there's been another, there's another one that's been in the works, uh, but that'll be a good franchise show. Cause I'd also like to talk about the movie, the sequel that wasn't house of reanimator, which yeah. is an yeah, yeah. amazing concept at the white house. I think William H. Macy was the president and I think George Wendt was vice president. I could have that mixed yeah, up. Yeah. We but, talked about that yeah. on a show, but I can't remember which one we did. Uh, ben Grimm says the Italian one is on Tubi. He thinks. It's oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. So there's a lot of there's a lot to like about this. I thought the music was very good. There's a lot of solid practical effects on a, a low budget. Acting, all fantastic. Unfortunately, I have to say, although this movie isn't bad, it did disappoint me. Uh, I didn't feel like we had enough time with the monster in this one it really needed that girl by the lake moment that we had uh in in frankenstein like i i just i never got to spend enough time to have that emotional connection and the scene towards the end where he uh meets his father again like that could have had a much greater emotional impact than it really did I, it it pissed me yeah. off that they cut away 
from so much in that moment because I feel like yeah. there should have been that should have been like a pinnacle of like the drama between their two characters and it, mm-hmm. they they kind of made it an off screen kill and I was like fuck that kind of sucks I agree yeah yeah it it was just there was nothing like the ending was satisfying enough it just it's like man I just wanted a little more punch uh, a little bit more emotional punch here. Because uh, all the elements for a great film are here, but it just mm-hmm. kind of ends up being more like ho-hum because they just didn't deliver that impact at the end. I like the look of the monster. We never get really close glimpses. Uh, there were certain portions like, so she sees what he looks like when she's reanimating him, obviously. So like, why is she like automatically terrified of him? There, There's a lot of, it's a lot of like small errors for me in this one that I think they could have done a better job on. Uh, it's a good, it's a solid enough one-time watch. I've certainly seen modern takes on Frankenstein that didn't come out as well, but I wanted this movie to break my heart a little bit more, and I'm sad because I thought the cast was capable. It just something in the writing, I guess, or lack of time, maybe. I don't know, but. What did you guys think? Well, I'll say, like, I thought the beginning of the movie, like, they, they hit you with a nice little gut punch in there. And that, like, they made yeah. you start to really care about this family and the, you know, the struggles that they've went through, you know, living in this area that's ridden with crime and gangs and stuff. Uh, but then I thought there was a lot of pacing issues with the story. Uh, I was kind of bored in the middle of the movie and, like, kind of really hoping it was going to bring it home with something strong in the final act. Like, I liked all the characters. I liked the concept of the story. I thought the acting was really good, but... Yeah, very good, yeah. It just needed something more for me. And, you know, uh, like, the effects when uh, the character Chris was being reanimated were cool and stuff, but then the kills that followed afterwards, I just thought, for the most part, were very lackluster. And uh, you could have added a lot to you know just having this frankenstein monster fucking destroy the fuck out of people in brutal ways and we never really got to that point there's one like solid bludgeoning kill that looked all right but uh outside of that i was just expecting a lot better in the gore department and uh i think you said it best it's fine for a one-time watch like i i I don't I didn't hate it. You know, I didn't dislike this movie and I liked a good portion of it, but it's not something I'm ever going to want to go and revisit. In my opinion, Uh, it, there's just not enough there to, you know, bring me back for a second watch, but I'm curious to see what, uh, what the director is going to do in his future. Or uh, is it, is it a guy or a guy? I don't even know. Guy, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what he's going to do in his future because this concept alone and like the certain story aspects I thought were really well done, but just as a whole, I wanted it to kick my ass kind of like you did, Dan, and it just it, it just didn't. Uh, it the, did for a little. It's just yeah. It yeah, just the beginning, I was just I was fucking strapped in, ready for the roller coaster ride, and then you know it it just it it didn't take the twist and turns i wanted wanted it to by the end um but i can also see a lot of people liking this movie 
more than I do, uh, especially if they've grown up, you know, in a rough area that's riddled with crime. Maybe they've had some, you know, family members that have fallen victim to stuff like that. And if they I, haven't been exposed to like reanimator or the original like Frankenstein mm-hmm. stuff, this could blow anywhere from a tween to a teen's mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's, it's just it's very, just, Oh, good. oh, sorry. Good. I was just going to say very different vibe. It's more of a comedy. But have you guys uh, watched Bolt Neck with Ryan Reynolds, one of his first movies? Dude, I haven't heard about that in forever. I, I've seen it once. Yeah. I have. It's, it's like an R-rated movie, but it almost feels at times kind of like a late 90s yeah. sort of goosebumps type thing. It is R-rated. Yeah. But uh Yeah. Bolt neck with Ryan Reynolds. What we'll the just let's randomly. do that. We've never let's, talked about that movie. Let's do like offshoots of Frankenstein and, yeah, and Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's yeah. army. I still haven't seen. So. Oh, oh, I think Kruger. you would like that, dude. <laughs> Both of us are like, yeah. So Frankenstein's army has some awesome creature effects. I have yeah. a, a couple rare figures from that that I think came actually with some foreign box set. Uh, yeah, okay. put bump that up higher up your list crew let's do a fucking frankenstein show fuck it we can do a frankenstein show i'd love to talk bolt neck it just occurred to me while we were talking about this i was like we we did pre-kruger actually it might be pre-pugs it wasn't me because you you didn't turn red we can we can throw blackenstein frankenstein's army bolt neck I mean, we, we can't do every Frankenstein adaptation out. Let's just throw the Robert De Niro one in there because I've, I've I like that it. one from memory. I have to revisit it though. Oh, Penny Dreadful, the show. Oh, I love Penny Dreadful. Dude, they handle Frankenstein oh. and the Bride so fucking well. And yeah, but uh, but then, uh, I also think the Angry Black Girl yes, and yes, the Monster so is fucking every other. It's movie. a solid fucking movie. But I yeah. I I agree with you guys on. It le- just fell short just a tad, but I don't think it's for like us. I think tweens to teens are gonna be like, especially if they haven't seen anything like this before. Oh, this is this is for me. Like, what else? Where did this come from? What inspired this? It might ins- uh, make a bunch of fucking more horror fans uh, from this because the acting's great, um, the setting is cool, and usually this is where I get jokey about it, but I won't because it was it's pretty good, and I do think you should check it out. Now, do they? villainize the police again yeah kind of but you know broken clocks right twice a day that part is whatever the one Uh, thing i will say though i really like the dad's character because you know yeah homeboy's smoking crack but he's still a good dad at the end of the day showed up to the school and said don't touch my fucking daughter yeah no and and like that made like it made him really endearing but i all i also thought they were gonna pull a twist with what happened with him and his son later on. Like, I thought there was going to be some fucking thing where maybe he's the reason he got him killed. And it just, it didn't, it didn't, uh, like I was expecting that and it didn't go that area, which I thought would have actually been a little bit more powerful. And just that whole scene in general, I thought was kind of like a missed, they kind of missed a mark with it because it should have been a big emotional high point of the movie. And they kind of just were like, all right, we're, we'll just do an off screen kill real quick. Yeah, there there is definitely room for sequels, and I do think an audience will find it. We'll see if they request one, but there's definitely story on the table that I I would like to finish and probably make it in uh, retroactively and make this one better. Yeah, yeah, 
and yes, we know the monster, Ben. Did one of us say Frankenstein as though Frankenstein is the monster? It's a given amongst us, guys. <laughs> His name's Adam, if you want to get fucking crazy about it. Uh, God, there's a lot of... I feel like you could get a few... There's some good suggestions, though, in the in the chat. Uh, definitely, well, Bolt Mac. Um, there's an oh, Asylum Frankenstein. I Frankenstein, well. right? The Aaron Eckhart one? That's yeah, a, yeah, that one. I'd, like, like Van Helsing, but a little better. I'll save my rant on that one, because I, I don't dislike the film. But I, I, I'll just say I hate taking the tragedy out of the monster. I'm like, okay, motherfucker, you live forever. You're Aaron fucking Eckhart. You got a, a gnarly scar on your face. whoop de doo Like, you can still get laid, Aaron Eckhart. Fuck you. What if his dick don't work, Dan? That's a miserable fucking existence. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, might as well fucking slit my throat right there. What if he had a boner when he died? Like if, if a vampire, so his dick still is just it. hard a hundred percent of the time. It's, it's hard a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, but 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 here's the question: If you die, can you and you're reanimated? Can you ejaculate? Because if you can't, that's kind of pointless. Like like, what's the point of having this rock hard, solid fucking schlong if you can't fucking you know? Well, yeah. for others to ride it, but still, like you know, we have needs. You can can bone all day long, but you can't get that nut. That's horseshit. That's like a any sensation at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like make your wishes. Monkeys fall. Fucking horse cack. (laughs) It's like dude's just like banging everybody, but he can't nut. Wait, this ain't this ain't wishmaster triple X. There we go. (laughs) Boom. Right there. Slava, if you're watching, give us a call. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a little harsh with this, but I'm actually going to – I'm rounding my rating up to a three because I still felt acting-wise and the characters well beyond average. It's just this This could have been a five. Like, it was there. It just – yeah. So, what say you guys? I'm right with you. I'm a three out of five as well. Huh. I'm a three and a half out of five. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. All right. Herbert uh, so Westside. Well. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Moving on to our next film of the evening, which is another horror anthology. That's kind of been a theme with us uh, on some recent episodes. And this one's brand new from director Kevin R. Phipps. And it is Dr. Seville's Horror Show. Uh, and in this one, as the evil Dr. Seville tortures his latest victim, he weaves together three dark and twisted tales in this horror anthology with a simple warning. Be careful what you wish for. Again, eternal boner. Don't do it. <laughs> it's just going to fuck you. Um, not in a good way. Uh, so, yeah, so this kind of kicks off the, the wraparound segment is this guy who is in a bar, I believe it was, and kind of seems to be tempted to cheat on his wife with this mysterious beauty that's in the bar. And he wakes up in a sort of torture chamber run by this mysterious Dr. Seville who shows him these stories which all sort of tie in together. 
Um, so, Pugs, what did uh, Kruger? I know you weren't able to get yeah, this one. So, yeah. Pugs, what say you? Um, let's see. There's a lot of good to be had here. Is it a solid time throughout the whole thing? No, but I I do like the stories and the gore and the wraparound. So, what stood out to me? See, that's an issue I, already because, like, I just saw it last night, and now I'm having a hard time remembering what the hell is going on. <laughs> oh, um, re- refresh my brain, Dan. Okay, you want me to go first? Because yeah, I can... go for it. Yeah, I, I, I do remember enjoying most of it though. So, yes. Uh, so I was actually quite happy with this one. I I actually enjoyed every segment, okay. which is rare. And I thought the wraparound, which sort of ties all the stories together i thought it would i thought that was really clever too some really good writing uh in this one uh so the first story is called consume and this one kind of follows this uh this woman who wants to lose weight before her wedding to her girlfriend uh, um and uh, so she kind of takes this experimental tapeworm diet and starts to lose the weight but then discovers that uh, she has an appetite for human flesh this uh, one the gore was gnarly as fuck yeah kruger this one you uh you should check out for sure my cat is trying to like stick her face on my webcam i'm sorry so <laughs> it's all right cat. cats equals ratings <laughs> get in there, there you go there you go <laughs> You want to say hi, so you get it out of your system, and now you're trying to run from me. It's too late. You going to cameo? And who's this? Cameo. This is Troy. T. Roy, what up? Did you cut the stick off? It's a girl, Troy. Damn it! So yeah, what's up? Right there, right there. Yeah, get down. Are you sure? There. It identifies. Dan identifies it as a girl. Yeah, Uh, after he chopped its cock off. mm -hmm. Uh, So consume uh, yeah the gore was pretty gnarly there's a fingernail bit that that always gets me i, I remember that, you but, saying that <laughs> yeah like a, a hundred movies but that'll still kind of get you even as a seasoned gore hound um and i thought the acting in this one was really good um a lot of you know solid body horror story and uh, yeah, su- surprisingly good effects. I didn't know anything about this movie going in, so I had no background on the filmmaker or any of the actors. And I was like, well, okay, we're off to a good start here. And it's rare with these anthologies lately because there's usually one week story. Mm-hmm. And for this one, it wasn't there for me. Uh, I really thought they were all solid. Um, So story number two is called It's Complicated. And these all do directly tie into each other. So uh, you'll want to pay attention and then they wrap it uh, all together at the end. But uh, in this one, this one kind of follows this guy who kind of has some commitment issues. Uh, He hides in the bathroom to avoid having to break up with a girl. Uh, You know, he's just got some social sea monkeys yeah yes yes he is given an aqua pet as a gift which uh she she got hotter 
actually got crazier, just for the record. I want that out there. Yes, this is a very, like, this was a Dan girl. Very beautiful girl. I concur. But you know when she got the hottest, Dan? Mm-hmm. I, I should say the Aqua Pet grows into a full-grown woman. Well, I don't want to give too many spoilers, yeah. but the Charles Manson tribute, I'm like, okay, this girl can do no wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, obviously, things don't quite go his way. It seems very awesome at first. He connects with his aqua pet, and um, she had very they, simple demands. I'm I'm on her side here. <laughs> I mean, she did do some pretty awful things to people who only because he upset her. <laughs> looked at somebody. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Pugs. I don't think you could make it work with this girl. Uh, she won me over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would try. I would risk death for this girl 100% because goddamn. Um, but uh, <laughs> She's ride or die. That's for damn sure. She is ride or die. This has some good gore, too. This was actually probably my favorite segment. I I really like it. They're they're talking uh, creep show in the chat, and fuck you, Cliff Booth. You only get one Faruza slam an episode. God damn it! No, uh, we what, can do it so, as many times. Just let's yeah. mess with she slams. <laughs> Amanda says hello, Kruger, and uh, yes. Um, so yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. It would have made a good creep show episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I I really dug this. And some of these stories do have similar horror anthology episodes out there, but I really, really dug it. Two was my favorite, Pugs. I don't know about you. Uh, so far, this one. But again, I haven't, as much as I liked it, I'm having, I still have a hard time remembering what the hell happened, except for this one in particular. So that, man, eh, it's a, kind of a strike on it. Yeah, there's some nastiness in this too. Like, oh shit, I'm surprised you did that. I wasn't. I got so excited with the, with with the lady that I was expecting. <laughs> the belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, some really good creature effects at the end. It's always nice when you get like surprised by something. Because again, Doctor Savile's horror show. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. I didn't know anybody really in it, and then. There you go. That's why sometimes you got to watch these random ass movies because sometimes you really get surprised with the diamond in the rough. I also didn't mention the mask that the doctor was wearing. It's pretty cool. Oh, did I freeze on on screen? You did. I thought maybe oh. I did. Well, whatever. Hopefully it goes back. But yeah, the the the, the, the clear oh cool the clear Hannibal Lecter thing he had going on from like the show. I thought that was pretty badass. I really like that actor. I. The one thing I thought was a little cheesy, not in a good way, was how he had this normal voice, and then when he got, oh, then he went Christian Bale. Yeah, he get <laughs> pissed off, and all of a sudden it was just like, he's like, "You will do as I say," sort of thing. It kind of maybe a little cheesy. It's a little minor gripe, but uh, I thought the actor was really good. Uh, so our third story break is a zombie apocalypse story with a father who is held up in his house during the zombie apocalypse trying to keep his daughter safe. Uh, So I won't spoil this one. Uh, It's another really good story. There's, There's more to it than just your typical zombie story. 
obviously. And it's another one. Very good ending. Very good punch to it. And, of course, this leads into the wraparound where we kind of tie every story together. All the threads are tied together. And I really appreciated this because lately a lot of anthologies that we've watched, it was always like the... the uh, yeah, the, the wraparound story was always kind of just like blah. There was nothing to it. It was just very simple. Uh, this, I thought, was executed very well, and I really appreciate it. It's going to factor into uh, my rating for sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, this was a kick-ass little indie horror anthology, wouldn't you say, Pugs? Yeah. I, I, God damn it, I froze again. I Yes, I would. I think it's a very solid entry uh, into the anthology movies. Uh, there's worse ways to spend your time. I'd check it out. Absolutely. Uh, Shall we rate it? We can rate it. You've got a very stern face. You froze again. Your audio is fine, but you look like... Well, as long as you can hear me, fuck it. <laughs> ah, fuck it. You, that's good. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and rate it. Um Man, I like this one a lot. I don't, I didn't think no distracting like CG moments. It avoids a lot of the mistakes that a lot of indie horror anthologies do. It doesn't hit like the elite level, but I really appreciate how they brought everything together. So I'm going to give this one a very enthusiastic four. Um, wow. Yeah, the acting was solid. Yeah, I like this one a lot. It won't Even, be that high for everybody, but yeah. story is important, and I got to reward this one. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of okay. five. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so now you guys are about to get religious on us, right? Yes. yes. I know. Sorry, Dan. I threw you a curveball. That's okay. I saw it. I've been watching. I figured we could flip the script on you guys. All right. So I'm going to say off the bat, I've been dying to talk about this next movie uh, not to tip my hat too much but um what's up by the way punisher if i didn't say hi to you yet uh so all right i'll get into it so this is a new movie from writer director nick cassavetes uh based on the boston Terran book which i am going to be getting i haven't read it yet but i'm going to be getting that very soon god is a bullet and in this one, taking matters into his own hands, Detective Bob Hightower tries to infiltrate an evil satanic cult to save his kidnapped daughter and avenge the murder of his wife. Uh, all mean... right. <laughs> Damn. You were in more than you fucking realize, Pugs. Holy fucking shit. Um, so it's not the notebook. Yeah, he, he. This is from the director of the fucking notebook. What? It's also from the director of fucking Alpha. Of what? Oh, of Bad Alpha Dog. dog. Oh, oh Al yeah, Alpha Dog John. And Q. you know what? I'm I'm gonna let my uh, pride flag fly here. Notebook's a good movie. F y'all. <laughs> well, I can't I say don't think it's a bad movie at all. I mean, it's a okay. good date movie. My wife didn't let me watch with her because she didn't want me to ruin it. <laughs> you know what? I know for a fact you would tear that shit up. <laughs> yeah, Hello? so... All right. God is a bullet. Uh, Todd, you're having some... I think it's you. 
technical stuff. I'm having what? Um, your mic a little bit. I can't quite understand. You. Oh, this, this. I got you. I Keep it. going. All right, all right. I'll go first. Uh, so God is a bullet. Um, so I'm a huge, huge fan of revenge movies. That is a genre of film that just always gets me. I mean, of course, Death Wish, uh, Savage Streets, uh, The Horseman, Dead Man's Shoes. I mean, I could go all day with older and uh, some newer uh, revenge films. Seven Days, another really good one. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Blue Ruin, a little like, different, but also a fantastic movie. Um, it's just one of my favorite things. I love a good revenge movie. And uh, this is a revenge film. It's an action film, but it is also v- very much a horror film because we're dealing with more gruesome characters being a satanic cult. Um, and the splatter, a lot of practical splatter in this one. It, it definitely qualifies as a horror film. Um, I love that this just felt so like downbeat and gory, raw. This is not John Wick, and I'm not shitting on John Wick. I love John Wick, but this one's not pretty. The the ugliness that you had in some of those great 70s uh, revenge movies is here, and it's really, really strong. Um, Micah Monroe, who helps the detective, she was... In a similar situation, she was kidnapped by the satanic cult when she was younger and was able to get out, and that's all uh, in the movie. Um, She helps our detective, and I'm never great at saying uh, his name, but Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, uh, Nicolaj Coaster-Waldu, I believe is how you say his name. Kingslayer. Kingslayer, absolutely. Uh, He plays Detective Bob Hightower. Um, this is a wet dream. Punisher Batman fan asked, have we watched Retaliators? It's one of my top movies of last, last year. So yes, we have. And it's awesome. They've been on the show. They're great guys. I was going to yeah. share the interview. Is this better, Dan? Do I sound better now? The way I'm, I'm, I've reorganized. Yeah, you're, you're better. We were kind of going over each other by this. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I hate being this way on the phone, but it's going to be the best sound right now while everything's kind of, yeah. Yeah. You look fine. Uh, yeah. Retaliators, the gear brothers are awesome. I think we'll have them back at some point. Check out our interview if you haven't. Um, so, yeah. So, um, now, this doesn't shy away from the ugliness that you get from these films. Uh, you know, this satanic cult is also into like human trafficking. So it's, it's ugly stuff. And uh, I know several people who said they saw like walkouts for the limited theatrical screening. This hits a lot harder than I think modern audiences were expecting. I didn't know it had walkouts. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's some rough shit. It, it does a few things that you don't see very often in a modern movie. Granted, this isn't a super wide release, and that might have to be part of the reason why. Um, this is, you know, if somebody gets shot, you see a fucking jaw get blown off. It's not wall-to-wall gore or anything, but it is ugly stuff. There's some very unpleasant uh, sexual stuff in this. Oh. So prepare yourself for it. It's... I, I didn't get it. I felt nice watching it, but that's me. Uh, yeah, well, it's not the notebook. Warm and fuzzy uh, in your tum-tum. Alpha dog. 
you also the great Ethan Supley, who's not the main villain, but he's in there. Oh, um, he's a heavy in this. Fuck he yeah. is. He, okay, and, watching and this a, mm-hmm. is like, yeah, they should have just paid him instead of giving Kevin fucking Paul Blart money for fucking Becky. Because I'm telling you, he would have dropped that ER. Oh shit! Yeah, he would have. I think. I mean, <laughs> what's better for your What's better for your Nazi movie? Um, let's pick the guy who played Malbart, Paul Blart, or the guy who was in American History X. I was gonna say after American. You call me History, a blimp. <laughs> after American History X, I think he was like, "Yeah, no, I don't think I have another uh, in me." Uh, he's a super nice guy, Ethan Supley. I haven't met him or anything, but you ever see an interview with Ethan Supley? Like, God, that guy's awesome. He's like, like crazy behind those eyes, though. Like, I get like oh, Denario vibes. What do you expect? Of course, there's wow. crazy in there. <laughs> no, hundred yeah, um, percent. Him Jason and Jason Lee, both are. Oh, I bet he still isn't, though. A lot of people left, quietly left. I don't know. Now you're changing my opinion, but he he's a grandpa. <laughs> oh, God, but no, let's just fucking suck off Jesus's dick. See, this is one thing about this movie. If I believed in either of them, I'd be pissed off as a Satanist because they, they're still <laughs> fucking pigeonholing him into bad people. While there are some bad people. Well, yeah, in this movie. The only way they ever show them in movies is as bad. Where's the nice Satanists? You need a Satanist yeah. romantic comedy. Right? We yeah. do. You to work on that. Satanist. You both Satanist reach for the over. same goats. Your hands touch. Your fingers lock. You know. Yeah. I want to make a Satanist romantic I, comedy. Dan, write this. Yeah, I think that needs to happen. Uh, yeah. You guys tell me when you're ready. I'll write something. Start. I just fucking told you. Start writing. Let's <laughs> the treatment on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the fight scene, I mean, kick ass. <laughs> I, I mean, this one, it's a long movie. It's it's like two hours, 20 minutes or something. It is long, but there's a lot in there. It's a lot of story. Like I said, it's not wall-to-wall action. There's going to be some of the John Wick fans that just want 99% action scenes. That's not this. But my God, more of this, please! I just I I was ready to stand up and cheer. Like it, nice. it is so fucking good. Uh, Jamie Fox is in this. He's also an executive producer. I will say his character. I felt like you could have expanded on a little bit. Uh, it's not a big role, really. Just uh, enough to get everybody's money involved. Nice. They don't. <laughs> fully explain him i guess you don't have to but he obviously had some sort of relationship with this cult then he didn't and they don't really explain that it's like okay where was i just took it as he's a gun guy like that's who they go if they need shit i mean probably i i felt like they could have there might have been like a missing scene there or something like it's a little tiny thing but uh um Overall, like, man, that's why I was pushing this uh, just a peek behind the curtain. I was like, you know, Pugs, you got to try and get out and see this at the theater. I was kind of begging. I knew Kruger it was nowhere near you, but. Uh, yeah, no, unfortunately. Yeah, this this is this is the type of shit we should be talking about. This movie I goes bet. hard and it's an emotional gut punch. Micah Monroe has probably never been better. Like, she is so good in this. Yeah. And it's not an easy role. Like I said, there's a lot of unpleasant shit that uh, happens to the ladies of this film. And uh, 
she was amazing. Also, the music, uh, David Bowie. I mean, just a great soundtrack. I, I don't know if they say exactly what year that this is supposed to be taking place, but uh, a fantastic soundtrack. Everything about this movie, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and Todd, continue to suck it off. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was reading a Cliff's comment. Uh, I'm just going to let Here we go. <laughs> there you go. He's pitching. Uh, Cliff Booth, I'm writing a script about a sweetheart of a guy with a big beard that falls under the spell of a scary bum hag lady. <laughs> Played by who, Cliff? <laughs> I got a big hat, right? You, you write in that. I was talking that. about the lady bum. You write in that sex scene and we'll make that happen. Okay, make yeah. Dan like took this to the chin already, so um <laughs> yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. Um yes. I like when Dan said it was Casavetes, I was like, all right, I'm in because like yeah, I don't like his other stuff, but when he does like his stuff that goes hard, he goes hard. He's been trying to make this for over a decade. It probably doesn't help that a decade ago Alpha Dog just fucking shit the bed in the theaters. Yeah, that is a good movie. Justin yeah. Timberlake, of all things, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it, see the one thing about it, it, it does the opposite of of movies, like really, like if you look at that, like it's versus like a Marvel, like thousands of people are dying, but it's nothing. One person gets their jaw blown. It like it's violence. It shows you violence. It's not like. Yeah fucking gi joe the parachute comes out and the guy's safe it's like fucking yeah yeah the and, villains are villains like i yeah i i was curious and unfortunately again this was a very limited theatrical so there's not how soon is this going to be available there is a pre-order uh, but is is there a date on it dan uh there is i'd have to go check okay, but uh, on amazon it, the the blu-ray pre-order is up for god is a bullet um, you you will want to grab this, folks. But I'm, it, well, I'm already it's a day one digital buy for sure. So it, it comes out physically the fifth of September, but I'm sure we'll probably time, get the. Well, I'm sure we'll get the digital probably a month ahead of that. Okay. Yeah, and it's a safe buy. I'm assuming. It's yes. a safe. I'm gonna buy. buy it anyway. But okay. Yeah, it's a safe buy for sure for you. Yeah, but uh, Todd made a good point though. It's like I kind of miss showing violence as it is i mean the it, and i mean i'm not saying like obviously some of the fight scenes in here there's still some of it's still unrealistic <laughs> i mean you you know they're taking on a small army of this these cultists at the end i don't want to use the term realistic but you know when somebody is burned when somebody is shot i mean there's one scene where a character is just he unloads like his entire shotgun uh interface and it just like obliterates it to to mush like it, it goes really hard on that and uh i loved it I, it reminded me of man on fire which is still i think probably one of my favorite denzel washington movies i've never watched it so maybe what? I could, yeah shit that's when i worked in the video store and i had to hear about that shit all, i was like i don't want to for a reason the big, uh, uh, him and uh fanning just reunited for that the other action movie he just did i haven't i didn't watch it yet that Denzel, really? the new Denzel movie, Equalizer Three. Uh, Equalizer. Is that, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was did like, that, is there come out already? No. Yeah, it's not not like his girlfriend in that one or something weird. It's weird. No, it's like, no, no, no. But I got I popped because like, hey, yep. there we go. United. 
Punisher. What up, Batman. Jay? The Stingray. Available Voodoo, July 25th. Awesome. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Let me... You'll have to talk about it briefly once you do see it. I, I just sure. wish we had more of this. <laughs> like, that's the thing. More of this. Um, yeah, Winter Steel. What up, Jay? What up? Um, uh, yeah, I'm fanboying out over this one. I just... Uh, I wish more people were talking about it. And uh, there's very few reviews. <laughs> it's the type of thing you really got to get the word out. For everybody, well, hopefully, it finds uh, an audience uh, after July twenty fifth. I really hope it does. I really hope it does. I, I wish this had a, a a bigger theatrical though. It's it's a shame that it didn't. But I'll tell you, like, there's the few reviews that I've seen, people bitching about the violence, and <laughs> it's like, guys, that that's how it is. We're dealing with a cult that human traffics women. They're not nice. <laughs> You know they're gonna go there. I saw that, and they have they have a Money nice shot. They have a nice reenactment, a, a re you know reenactment of Dan's basement there too. Damn. Uh oh, um, the kill room. So spot on. Oh oh, real quick because uh, uh, Waldo also was in a movie that is also uh, under the radar. In fact, I know Jay, if you're still listening in the chat, uh, shot caller, a really good prison movie that he was in that just kind of felt like, Oh, just another direct to BOD, whatever. That is also a diamond in the rough. So this guy picks some, some good movies. Uh, I even thought he was good in uh, gods of Egypt. Although I know he took a lot of <laughs> shit for that. Cause he's a very, very uh, white Egyptian, but uh, that movie's, you know, kind of goofy fun, but uh, I still haven't pulled the trigger on that. It just, I couldn't, it didn't look it very is, good to me. It is what it is. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's, you know, more fun than a lot of, I, uh, I don't give a shit about like, if they have a tan or not that part, it just it looked goofy to me. And I'm like, eh, I'll save my time. There you go. Um, so no big shocker here. I'm five stars. This movie kicked my ass. Now, again, I'm a mark for this sort of stuff. So if you're not into, like, the nastier revenge movies, you know. One other thing that this does do that not all of those do, though, it also connects on an emotional level. Like I said, uh, you'll fall in love with Micah Monroe in this if you haven't already. And uh, I really like her choices lately. You know, she's not that huge Hollywood starlet, but I mean, Watcher was great. I mean, of course, going back to It Follows, she's she's built a hell of a resume. Watcher and, was great. <laughs> yes. Got your back, Bugs. <laughs> Micah Monroe. Uh, so five stars on God is a Bullet. Uh, I look forward to reading the book as well, which apparently is even nastier uh, from what I understand. So, Todd, what's say I am 100% a five on this one, too. God damn it. So. Right on. Like, it made me want to come home and watch Alpha Dog and My Name is Earl because of Ethan (laughs) Suckley. I'm going to close with American History X and just feel really. (laughs) Where's the karaoke machine? I got to do it. (laughs) We should all just do Ethan Suckley night. Like, uh, I'll goth myself out and be in, like, butterfly effect and crack the pull cue. (laughs) 
I want that so fucking bad. He's looking like the fucking guitar player from Mudvayne. <laughs> I think we can do am- all the. We, well, we can do all. Well, I was going to say some of the stages of Ethan Subway. <laughs> uh, if, if there's a tier on Patreon, I'm totally down to watch American History Hacks. That, it's yeah, a totally man. different sure, experience to watch you and me. We'll draw us. We'll draw When we start having live shows. One of us has to start doing a lot of fucking steroids. And uh, zombie, yes, God is a bullet. Uh, the book is by Boston Turan, um, whose name will be in the hashtags of this this episode, uh, I believe. So, yeah, God is a bullet. Check it out. Uh, like I said, I've, from what I understand, the book's even nastier. This is based on a true story. It's a little bit unclear. Inspired um, by more probably yeah. based on right. inspired by, but apparently there was a detective whose daughter was kidnapped by a satanic cult. I don't know. Maybe the book will have a little more that shine shine a little bit of light on that because I'm very curious now because I'm a big fan. Uh, all right. Did you order the book already, Dan? Or are you or not yet? Not yet. I'm going to, okay. though. When you do, keep us posted. I want some, some Dan notes instead of Cliff notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless You're Cliff Booth person. reads it, then I want his notes, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right. I'm so, going to try to stick around for another one. So what do we got? We got Shrigala. Perfect. Uh, so, all right. So Shrigala is an Indonesian film from 1981. And uh, this is from director... Siswaro Kotama Putra, and that is the director of the Indonesian classic 1982's Satan's Slave. And in this one, three treasure hunters and a group of campers are being hunted by an unseen killer at an abandoned lake house. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about this period of Indonesian film. But first, uh, I just want to say this is kind of considered the Indonesian Friday the 13th. That's what they build it as. Yes. Um, And uh, it certainly becomes that in a lot of ways towards the end. Um, But before I get into the movie, then I'll uh, I'll tag one of you guys in that wants to go. I just want to give just a a little brief uh, background uh, because I'm a big Indonesian fan and we in the 70s we really saw just a boom due to indonesian tax credits of indonesian horror fantasy type films uh with rapi films leading the way and uh this was just a, a wonderful time some of my favorite movies uh h shoot jolly uh was a filmmaker he did mystics in bali which is just a fucking batshit movie i i love that one so much lady terminator which i do have a lady terminator poster in my library i love that film uh the white alligator uh this was just a great time for film and one of the actors in here barry prima is in two uh these are must-sees todd may have seen them i don't know that you guys would have or not but uh the warrior uh <laughs> which is i love this film so much it's insane and the devil's sword i'm hoping mondo puts them out on blu-ray they haven't yet but uh i highly recommend 
recommend these. Uh, the Warrior was a huge hit uh, in Indonesia. It was based on a 60s comic book. And some of the fight scenes are just absolutely insane. That that unique Indonesian flavor when it came to some of the gore uh, in the films, which I, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit because we get a little deeper in the 80s. The excess in Indonesian films got a lot more. Uh, there were still some things that they had to pull back on a little bit uh, early on. But, uh, I mean, Queen of Black Magic, uh, Susanna, who maybe we'll talk about more in depth <clears throat> at some point, who's a huge star for them. I just absolutely love Indonesian cinema. Uh, so before I talk about this movie, since I blabbed on long enough, hot tag to whoever wants to go. I, I assume first time watch for you guys. Go ahead, Kruger. Uh, yeah, first time watch for me, and unfortunately, I did not have a good time with this movie at all. Uh, uh just a lot of cheese, not yeah. many good kills. Um, you know, it, it, almost too Friday the 13th esque, especially towards the end. I mean, you knew exactly how the movie's going to play out if you've seen Friday the 13th. Um, and yeah, I just I, I wish I could have you know, something nice to say about it. But to be honest with you, the whole time I was just waiting for the movie to end. <clears throat> There's a couple of tiny little gore bits in there that are okay, but just nothing to, you know, the level that I need in a slasher film in order for me to enjoy it. And uh, I also thought that the whole scene with the bunch of dead bodies, or zombies, whatever the fuck they were coming out of the lake, that they just looked like shit to me. I just, I, I was like, this looks like a fucking... You like, like the army paint? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, this kind of, this looks like some fucking, like, play type effects that you would get. Like, if you're going to see a play of an Indonesian <laughs> Friday the 13th film, this is what these motherfuckers would look like. Um yeah. It's a lot so, more clear than the VCD release, which is how you had to get this at one point. Yeah, it does look like lettuce kind of glued to your I better it. on the VCD. Go, go figure, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so overall, wasn't a fan of this whatsoever. But, I, I mean, I'm glad I watched it because, I, you know, I am a f- slasher aficionado. And I like to watch, you know, all the random ripoffs we got from different countries. But it's nothing I'd revisit nor recommend to a single person. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on it. Zombies asking, is it the one with a lot of decapitations? Not enough to save it. Negative. <laughs> uh, the warrior, uh, devil sword. You get some creative head stuff oh, in general. No, yeah. Oh, talking about that one. My bad. Yeah. I thought you were talking about uh, this turd. I'm with Kruger. I don't like this either. It, it did inspire, like, a, uh, like, well, I'll just say it here. Like, I would like to see a Vietnam PTSD zombie movie now. Like, them coming out of the water made me think, oh, what if they were coming out of the muck? So I, I clearly want to see a different uh, version of this than what we had because this was not fun for me. This felt like homework. I don't you like know, that. I think the lack of nostalgia, because it's not a good movie. I mean, I don't even think Dan can argue that. Uh, well, no, I, I think it's a good movie. It's, it's different. It, there's a lot of off-screen mm. kills. So, yeah, for the gore hounds, this one's not going to deliver as well. And like I said, the new beautiful Blu-ray, of course, you're seeing maybe more detail 
<laughs> it needs that layer of MPEG one digital pixelization. Yeah. You get the HG Lewis looking blood on like the one gutting scene, and we um, need a three twenty. <laughs> YouTube yeah, <laughs> I I like this. It's not now. I will say I put this well below some of those other films I mentioned: Mystics in Bali, Lady Terminator. I think actually, you guys. Well, Todd, I know you do, and you guys. I love Lady Terminator. Yeah, Lady Terminator is awesome. Dangerous, Dangerous Seduction. That's where I was going. Dangerous Seductress. Yeah, from the same director. Um, you know, uh, like I said, The Warrior and Devil's Sword. If you like, just gonzo fucking horror fantasy martial arts hybrids like that um i get it i'm not shocked that you guys didn't love this one it is kind of all over the place but like i said for me it's probably just my love of indonesian cinema in general there's a lot here todd mentioned nostalgia i do think had i seen this when i was younger i might have a little more love for it but Mm -hmm. as of today eh. i i do think it's like hard to just go in this now Unless you have a deep, you know, appreciation for their cinema, um, but I, yeah, I like I don't, I don't pretend try to tell myself this is a good movie. I have fun with it, but it's not very good. But it's fun, so it's like one of those things. Like, and I get why you guys, you know, without the nostalgia, what was the one we did recently? Deadly Camp's another one that's kind of like, oh, it's kind of yeah, hard yeah. to go into that now and be like, oh, I love this, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I think it's a very lively film. I don't think it's boring. I mean, like you said, we get these random zombies showing up. We get a couple uh, just out of nowhere martial arts sequences. and Yeah, the- that, that shit really bothered the fuck out of me, too. These horrible choreographed martial <laughs> arts sequences that were just, and, and then they would kick in the fucking music to just make it ultra cheesy. And I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I should it's be watching for something everybody. else. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I do recommend you check out some of those other films, though, that I did mention. Um, uh, yeah, but, you know, you've got Indonesian Alice and Miss Voorhees Voorhees and all this crazy shit going on in here. It's such a shameless ripoff, which I just love. Um, And uh, there are some cool kills. I thought the car stuff was pretty cool. Uh, It's not super super gory but like i said you kind of get a little more explicit as you get deeper in the 80s for the indonesian stuff uh so not for everyone but it is a great blu-ray that you can get now for terror from terrorvision films and it gets my recommendation just um i wouldn't say like go in as your first indonesian movie try mystics in bali you know, the warrior, devil sword, Satan slave, queen of black magic. I mean, there's there's a lot of better stuff to dive into. See, that's but. the problem. Like everything you've named, Dan, is better than the one we. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. And so all and that's those what are better. Yes, and that's I why agree. I'm like, I'm like, tell me it's a good movie, Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I didn't say it wasn't good. I just said those are better starting points, probably. And all For, better movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously I'm going to be much higher on this, but I do love it. I'm, I'm a three and a half. What say you, Chad? I'm a three. I I do. And I have nostalgia for this, but again, I know it's not a good movie. So did you have the VCD back in the day? I, well, I had a copy from, uh, you know, a tape traded one. I didn't have the actual VCD though. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm a one and a half out of five. Ooh, I'm the lowest. I'm a one out of five. 
Ooh. <laughs> All right. Not fans of Indonesian cinema yet, but you'll get one over of it. No, it's uh, not that we're not fans yeah. of Indonesian cinema. It's just this fucking movie sucks balls, damn. <laughs> it's a, no, you guys do not like it. God damn it. Now we're not going to be on the 4K. This movie sucks balls. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> maybe. So, so I, I, I kind of thought I might be. And I well no Todd liked it but yeah, but I but I admit it I, I, I was get. I was hoping I dig dig it because I like the intro like the the whole like did you old not school at vibe least, did you not see I'm laughing by the time we get to that final scene I was like this is so bad it's I was so already checked hard. out but like as soon as the boat <laughs> comes I'm like really you're just gonna steal the entire fucking thing okay <laughs> although that's stolen too gotta it's love more, it. It's more entertaining than most modern slashers, I think. I, I mean, can't co-sign that. I cannot uh, co-sign I don't know. I'm modern mainstream slashers. I don't can't even know. Can't co-sign that either. <laughs> Better than Black Just Christmas 2020. I can co-sign that. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll co-sign that one. That's we got one. <laughs> that one just needed a boat chase. Well, there we go. We we can do Black Christmas too. They go off to Indonesia. There you go, Dan. Okay. <laughs> Ah, they're getting chased. Indonesian by, Christmas <laughs> by evil man on a boat. <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, okay, I guess we're on to our main event of the evening, which is coming from Netflix. We haven't done a Netflix movie in a while, and I think that's just partially due to lack of new horror on netflix <laughs> i mean there's some stuff that's like super yeah. foreign but you don't really hear much about it like there was some uh idris alba um movie that fucking came out like earlier in the year that i saw that people were recommending but it's, it's like uh it's like a horror crime fucking thing i don't know what it is off the top it's of my head luther but... right luther? oh no maybe it is that oh that's yeah, yeah those i are... think it's like Dude, he's yeah. Black Batman in that without the costume. At least the first three seasons that I've seen, and yeah, I gotta catch up. Yeah, yeah, I love. Oh, so it's a show? Yeah, it's just a, yeah. they're shorter over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like five, eight episodes, like three. Yeah, I, I think. That's oh, without the short. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. The first two seasons are like three episodes each. It's, yeah, I, I fucking love the first two seasons of Luther. That shit's awesome. Yeah, that's why you that. get people like Benjamin Cumberbatch to. Uh, <laughs> cool cool <laughs> we got you covered uh yeah that's why you'll get like benjamin cumberbatch still doing sherlock holmes while he's headlining marvel movies <laughs> uh, yeah so shorter seasons we yeah, need more I, of that in general but i do agree netflix has been uh pretty light when it comes to the horror this year but usually they they kind of ramp shit up towards like Halloween season, so hopefully we'll have some stuff on the road. I did watch Extraction too. I fucking like that. That shit was really cool. The Extraction. one with Thor, the oh, sequel yeah. to Extraction, the first one. It's Thor. It's action movie. Dude, oh, okay. It's, it's it's pretty good. And uh, Tom Segura's Sledgehammer is now available, and that shit was hilarious. So. Oh shit! The, his new special. Yeah, came out oh, on the fourth. It was, it was yeah, really I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check that out tonight. Actually, fuck yeah. Um. Tom Segura fucking was in uh, that countdown movie. He was. He was fucking awesome selling the phone. That was the best, dude. He fucking yeah. straight, he straight up just playing himself. Being yeah, pretty much. Fucking, <laughs> some, oh, 
you want me to fix your phone? Get the fuck out of here. I think he said <laughs> like that. I um, saw that on one of my trips back uh, to California with Todd. And uh, yeah, nobody talks about Countdown. It's a solid movie. Yeah, it was um, a good time. I didn't personally I, like it, but Tom Segura being in a horror movie made me happy. <laughs> it, he reminds me almost as a, I picture Todd when he worked at uh, video stores back oh, in the day. Where, like, uh, Todd will even tell you, like, the customer will come up. It's like, uh, what's this about? It's like, it says on the back. That'll be yeah. like Todd's answer. <laughs> Todd was the dick. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. He's not Real. wrong. Yeah. Read, bitch. <laughs> but uh, back to Run Rabbit Run, because that is what. We're yes, doing. Run Rabbit. No run. Bill Mosley. No Bill Mosley. Dude, that's uh, all I was. So that's is... all I was thinking about when I heard it. Like uh, when I heard the title, I was just uh, his fucking voice. Run Rabbit Run, <laughs> fucking over and over again, playing in my head the whole time. Yes. Uh, so. Uh, this is an Australian film from director Dinah Reed. And in this one, Sarah Snook plays a fertility doctor who believes firmly in life and death. But after noticing the strange behavior of her young daughter, she must challenge her own values and confront a ghost from her past. So uh, Sarah Snook, great actress. Uh, initially, from what I understand, Elizabeth Moss was attached to this and couldn't do it. Oh. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Similar actresses. Similar looking actresses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Sarah Snook, I haven't watched it. So, but hold on. Was that, that supposed to go to theaters then when she was attached? Probably, I, right? Don't think so because I think it was still a Netflix movie. Really? Okay. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Sarah Snook is in that Succession show, which I've heard nothing but awesome stuff about. Same. Brian Cox. I haven't watched it, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to. But uh, OG Lecter. <laughs> OG Hannibal. Yes. Uh, so, what did you guys think of Run Rabbit Run? Well, I'm not usually a fan of movies like this but i thought this was actually really well done the way the story uh just kept unraveling layers as time went on uh was really well done i i was very curious about what the backstory of our main character was because you know they kind of they, they, they don't just you know throw it out there up until like towards the final act of the movie which i thought was cool because yeah. yeah it it, it, it left left a lot to have you guessing you know what happened to this woman's sister and just this like the situation on paper is pretty fucked up when you think about it i mean if you had a kid who randomly started calling themselves your dead sister and uh i i mean i can't imagine the psychological toll that would take on you especially considering what we find out later on in the movie um and yeah, I had a very good time with this. It's not, it's again, it's one of those movies that where I liked it for a one-time watch. It's not something I'd watch again. But if you're in the mood for a psychological, mind-bendy uh, horror flick, I mean, there there's a lot to like here. And there's some really great scenes of tension and just scenes that make you uncomfortable, especially towards the end with the mother with her scissors. Uh, like, yeah. I was like, like every time, you know, she, I don't want to put it down, it. Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it was just like very tense 
Uh, I like the way everything kind of wrapped itself in a nice bow by the end of the movie. And it just brought all the elements of the story together. And if you're in, I could easily see this be a movie that got released in theaters. And uh, I I think there would be an audience there for that as well. But uh, the fact that it's on Netflix, go give it a shot. Uh, You know, don't expect a bunch of gore and, you know, your traditional horror that you get. But if you're in uh, the mood for like a mind bendy uh, horror flick, that's going to, kind of kick your ass by the end of it i think uh, i think this does it pretty well yeah uh not being a parent uh i don't have the same instincts or whatever but i i kind of i i think i can grasp i think that would touch or i would hit home more if you are a parent yeah, i mean even a dog sure. parent like a, an animal parent maybe but because there are some scenes in here where i'm like this is almost heartbreaking like i don't know what to do if if i was in her shoes uh and then the dementia element added to that was yeah. fucking gnarly. And like, and that put yourself it's, in that person's position. That's it's kind actually- of a cross. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a cross between Baba Duke and Relic. Yeah, oh, okay. I wouldn't put it on that level, but I'll, I'll well, the kid was definitely giving me Baba Duke vibes because I kind of want to strangle that little shit. Right, and stop invoking that name. You know, you you find out what happened. (laughs) Keep fucking with me. (laughs) The kid Uh, was more annoying in Babadook. No, no, absolutely. But for reasons, though. Still more. But no, I love the color of the movie. The whole look. It just, it felt it it felt depressing. So, like, yeah, they Mm. I I liked it a lot. And And there's it's really fucked up when it's time to get fucked up and it's, it's heartbreaking. And then it turns it's, I don't want to ruin anything, but where it ends, I was very satisfied with it. So I, I would recommend to, it's on Netflix fucking press play. And I yeah, know I really love the Elizabeth Moss version, even though homegirl did a fucking great job, but I like Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, final shot. Um, now I will say one issue with this movie. If you've watched a lot of horror movies, you'll be ahead of the plot a little bit. Uh, But there is a lot to it. It's a very emotionally uh, striking film. Uh, It really, you know, kind of affects you. I thought Sarah Snook, like I said, she's been great in everything. Probably a name that should be better known. I think Secession is kind of helping her blow up more now because I know that with Yellowstone, that's like the ultimate. Like you need to watch that. Then 1818. 1888, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, yeah, the prequel. Yeah, I've not watched any of it. I hear it's great, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is a very quiet, slow burn movie. Uh, it, I wish I wasn't so far ahead of the plot, although there is so, some of it is a little bit open to interpretation there because you are dealing with, you know, is this more breakdown is this really happening there's a lot there's there's a lot to it um you know you you know pretty early on essentially what happened in the past but it didn't uh, affect my enjoyment of it because just the acting is and the mood is just stellar in this one it's not particularly scary it's kind of more of a quiet dramatic horror there's never really a point where uh it tries to like scare the shit out of you. I don't think, uh, although I thought the ending was perfect. Um, it needs to be anxiety for sure. 
Well, yeah, uh, I mean, if you're a parent, I could see how it could scare the shit out of you. Because, like, I mean, imagine your kid starts acting like this. I mean, it's going to make you fucking slowly lose your mind and stop thinking rationally. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what happens to the character, uh, which, as a parent, I think could be pretty scary. Sure, sure, absolutely. I, I mean, I think uh, Relic is a modern horror masterpiece. I love Relic. And like I said, that delves into some familiar themes. I mean, I, if since we're comparing these movies, I mean, Relic, Babadook, this for me. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I loved it. You should definitely check it out on Netflix. And another one that I always try and put over because i think it's really probably the best original original horror movie i've watched on netflix the perfection oh yeah that was great yeah the perfection is a must watch and uh, i know netflix nowadays it's kind of declined a little bit and it's it's still on netflix i'm gonna look the perfection see, should be. I think it's an original. Like it never had any physical media release. See, I can't say Netflix has completely declined because we got fucking Cabinets of Curiosity last October. Well, and... business wise, I mean, not. Well, yeah, but as far as quality, like they'll they'll be like four or five duds, and then they'll kick my ass with something like they'll bust out Cabinets of Curiosity, which I I think I liked every single episode of that, minus one of them. So, oh yeah, that was very strong. Uh, another one I'd like to have on Blu-ray, but oh, Cabinets wow. of Curiosity. Yeah, I wish, man. I, I hope it gets a second season, just because I'm I love that format and just everything about that fucking series. When it comes, oh, I'm to, down. Yeah, when it comes to the practical effects, the stories, everything about it, I thought it was fucking phenomenal. The uh, Michael Shea adaptation of his short story, The Autopsy. I thought that was oh, great. That was probably the best episode, in my opinion. Yeah, F. Murray Abraham, that was good shit. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's go ahead and uh, rate this one. What say you, gentlemen? I'm a three out of five. Like I said, it's not something I'm going to rewatch, but it was solid enough, had a good time with it, and I would recommend it if you're in the mood for a psychological mind-bendy horror. Uh, I, am a, I am a four out of five. I liked it oh. a lot. Yeah. I'm a three and a half out of five, so we're close. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Check it out. Like I said, I, I was a little bit more than a little bit ahead of the plot to a certain degree, but that's, you know, when you watch as many I, horror films as we do, sometimes that's just how it goes. I also uh, watched it with Evil Ed. He enjoyed it, too. Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, we have to bring him back on some point, True. actually. Um. So, yes, that's all of our movies for the evening. Um, I do want to say, what do I keep losing it? <laughs> Something important to it. I'm always forgetting what it is. Um, oh, uh, well, one thing, uh, rest in peace, Olive Films, no longer distributing physical media, unfortunately. Uh, you can watch our short on that one. Uh, so, uh, they put out some good stuff. They were never like that in label, but horror wise, they put out the Boogans, which is a film that I've always really liked. Uh, Night of the Scarecrow. Uh, they put out a lot of retro sci-fi, a crack in the world and, uh, project X, and, uh, gas. They put out a lot of really good stuff. So, uh, 
Uh, obviously, their stuff's going out of print, so right now maybe you see some olive titles worth grabbing. Uh, they also put out uh, Ticks. Um, oh, fuck yeah. The Sender, another good little movie uh, from back in the early 80s. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so... What do we got coming up next week? I know we have Insidious. We'll have a review for that. And I think a I'm lot of... Yeah, I am too. I am too. I'm excited for my goddamn Joe Spinell plushie to get here. That is awesome. Rub it in, you motherfucker. Oh, you didn't get one, Kruger? No. I, dude, I'm fucking broke as shit right now. No, so I, I have... Dude, I swear, I, I think the last time I bought any Blu-rays was probably back in March. It's mm-hmm. been a minute. Wow. You should have taken Judge Joe Dredd's wallet after you took it. <laughs> Go to the back. I should have ran his pockets. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker was selling some merch, too. I would have came back with a hefty penny. Yeah, just like, fuck you. You just lay in that, those fucking thumbtacks, and I'm going to go steal your, your merch Merch shit. Yeah, uh, merch envelope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the back, just like wedgies and taking everybody's envelope. See, see, now now I need a promo where I just beat the fuck out of somebody and then like before I kill, before I <laughs> before I kill them, I run their pockets first. <laughs> well film with Dan. That would actually be kind of funny, just a back a, a backstage segment where you just knock the shit out of somebody and it's like you keep pull out the envelopes out of their pockets <laughs> that is pretty good Let's take their hot dog too <laughs> you steal the whole hot dog like I, I did i did pop that we had hot dogs at the show that shit was funny. <laughs> oh nice nice yeah that is one thing like uh it's weird being at some indie shows where it's like they don't really have anything in the way of food. And ninety nine point nine percent of them have no food at all. So yeah, yeah, it's gotten worse. I mean, it used to be, but yeah, fuck, that'd be a good foley spot. Just come like just sliding in on top of the hot dog cart where they think you're taken out. <laughs> <laughs> no but- hot dog barbed wire. That's not been done. Yeah, wrap so, a hot dog in barbed wire. But and put it in your mouth? Well, no, you just it put it up your ass, ass apparently. Oh, <laughs> Human centipede too. Hot dog barbed wire. You can do it. Just think about it. Like just hot dogs. Yeah, Actually, hot dogs, dogs are kind of gross, so that mm, eh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. We can wrap I mean you could wrap your hot dog in barbed wire and fucking put it on Patreon for a certain price. Yeah. How about that? Well, I will be back there in August, so that'll be cool. You get to see a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm sure we'll drive around again. We got to go to some true crime spots. Uh, this I was going to say, you're gonna, I thought you were going to say we got to go to some more uh, fucking jerk followers. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, we also have... <laughs> There's to- proof, sir. There's <laughs> proof on our Patreon. We also have to. Uh, well, we do have to go back to the tea place, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, maybe we'll get some wrestlers to go along on some of this too. Uh, yeah, the one thing we never end up at is Spawn Ranch. 
And I know it's a little bit at further out. It's, it's way out of the fucking way. Yeah, but it's worth it. No, it's not. It's I mean, if you haven't been there, sure, but it's kind of lame. Not to uh, ruin the mystique, uh, CeeLo Drive is way fucking cooler. It's actually where it happened, not where they just slept. <laughs> oh, we can go there, too. It'll be yeah. the, the murder tour. Uh, did they open up uh, the new? They opened up the new location for Museum of Death. Yes, yes, and I haven't been there yet. And it's from from what I understand, it's right across the street from Trejo's Tacos. So two for Ooh, one. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Well, I know we're going to grill them all again, but uh, Trejo's Tacos didn't happen. I don't think either. It's good. Dude, I want to go to Wee Man's Taco Place. What's his called? I don't know that one. Chronic Tacos. What? Yeah. Let's go. I think it's like. Is it right in L.A.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I've passed by it a couple of times on my way to shows. Shit. All right. Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll have to make that happen. Um, you know what was the glorious uh, after match meal for all of us? We went to fucking Carl's Jr. <laughs> oh, okay. <no>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I- fucking treating you kids like champs. Fucking in the drive-through of Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, hey, I like Carl's Jr. Um, I don't think it's it's no Whataburger for me though. And I, now that I have that, I don't know. You guys all kind of have like a negative attitude, but I think I Whatab- like Whataburger. Yeah, I like it's it. Okay, um, I'm not like ecstatic about like they don't. Here's my thing: like when it comes to burger places with fast food, like fast food, there needs to be a specific burger that I constantly want. And Whataburger just doesn't have that. The only thing I crave from Whataburger is their fucking ketchup. The spicy ketchup is the shit. Good shit. Yeah, no, we... Uh, Todd's chiming in. He says it's garbage. Is he saying garbage to that or... Whataburger. Really? Uh. I, I will stand by Whataburger. Like, like it is so good, and I'm glad that we have one out here now. Do you guys have Culver's out in LA? I oh. don't think so. Oh, I thought you were saying. Oh, though, 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 that's like my go to burger place. We have In and Out. See, Col- Culver's isn't bad. I I don't know. It's kind of the burgers, anyways, are just kind of plain. They have good milkshakes. Um, yeah, I don't know. What a very right. high for me, but grill them all. If you're in California, highest recommendation, yeah. highest recommendation, except the seating sucks. That's the only shitty thing there, but, uh, but well, yeah. Har- Har- Harvey's giving us the go home chair. So we might as well get the fuck out of here. All right, guys, we'll be back. Uh, be sure to join our discord. It's always very yep. active and the links always in the chat. Patreon.com slash flesh wound features. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back here shortly with, uh, some more, some more wrestling stuff. And of course we'll be back, uh, at the, probably at the normal time, uh, next Wednesday, of course, for flesh wound horror live. And on that note, uh, oh, I remembered what I wanted to talk about. We'll save it maybe for SCS. It's right, just the so. Ryback stalker stuff because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Somebody. <laughs> anyway. Good night, guys. Feed me more. Mr. Kruger. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. On behalf of Todd, good evening, and I'll see you in Disneyland. <laughs>